All right, welcome in, hockey fans, to another episode of College Hockey Coast to Coast. Scott Strandy with you tonight. As uh, we get prepared, I'm just going to give you a little heads up. We're in uh, Northwell Health Ice Arena in Long Island, on Long Island, New York. Paul Hornstein almost wanted to pop me for that one. We'll be right back in just two minutes with the head coach from Long Island University. From the Summer Skate Studios, this is College Hockey Coast to Coast. Brought to you by the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe now for all of the action from the best conference in college hockey. University of Georgia, building the foundations of something bigger. Go to UGAHockey.com to find out how you can be a part of it, both on and off the ice. Summer skates, shower shoes and koozies customized for yourself or your entire team at Summerskates.com. Adrian College championship aspirations on the ice and in the classroom for more information go to adrianbulldogs.com slash mhockeyd1 caesars entertainment resorts and casinos from coast to coast and beyond wherever you need to be caesars has a destination that suits your style central oklahoma university go to ucohockey.com to follow the two-time acha m1 champions as they look to add that third championship banner to the rafters the Spaghetti Shack, ASU alumni owned and operated at thespaghettishack.com. Oklahoma University, 20 years of the action you crave, only faster at ouhockey.net. The Caesars Sportsbook app, where every play earns you Caesars rewards towards dining, tickets, VIP experiences, and more. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, award-winning barbecue for your next catered event at jessieraysbarbecue.com. College Hockey Coast to Coast from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome back in. As I said, we are in uh, the Northwell I, Northwell Health Ice Arena in uh, <laughs> in uh, the beautiful East East Meadow, New York. Ah, Paul Hornstein's nodding at me. Brett thinks I'm crazy. Brett Riley, the head coach from Long Island, is with us. Uh, if I sound a little crazy, I've gone 7,912 miles since the 1st of August uh, on this hockey venture. And man, oh, man, um, you guys know, if you've listened to the show, that I love this logo at Long Island. So I'm sitting here staring at it everywhere that I see it. I love it. Paul Hornstein, uh, thanks for welcoming to your palatial estate. Yeah, okay. Um, you can see how palatial my estate is. We'll show you later. Um, I, I can try and find one on the way home if you want, because Lord knows my estate is far from police. I'm not even going to challenge it because I know the guards will never let me pass the gate. Anyway, <laughs> let me know about them because I don't know anything about any guards. Anyway, um, we're here at Long Island. They just finished up a practice. Head coach Brett Riley is with us. Um, coach, first of all, thanks for having us in. Yeah, thanks, Scott. And thank you, Paul. I appreciate you guys making the trip to practice here as our first real official day gets going. Um, we kind of wrapped up what we call training camp. So it was a fun uh, start, I guess, in quotations, if you will. But uh, excited to get going and glad to have you guys here. Well, let me ask you a couple of questions about the stuff I saw on the ice. Now, I'm, I'm not going to be giving away any state secrets, people. So if you're on the LIU schedule and you're hoping to get a secret, that's not coming from me. Um, I saw a couple of drills that looked like they were penalty killing drills, but I guess they were some other, I mean, I, I don't know, again, as a layman, I'm not 100% sure, but you had one drill where it was five on four and the players were, didn't have sticks. And then you gave them the sticks 
with the with the with the blade pointed up instead of in a normal position. I assume that's for footwork. Sure, that's um, kind of a staple D zone coverage drill. A um, little bit old school from the Jack Riley, my grandpa Rob Riley uh, father school of defending hard. Um, obviously, we want to just get out of the zone quick and break out fast, but sometimes we may find ourselves on the ropes or hemmed in. So it's just teaching guys about body positioning, the importance of working as a group and communicating. You lose your stick, uh, you got to find yourself, you know, talking out of a situation, communicating. And then the, the notion of competing, if a puck goes to the point, uh, we're going to need to break up the play with our stick. Obviously, in this situation, we don't have one or a body and get a block. So it's just teaching kind of commitment to D zone, commitment to buy in. Um, and it, it just makes us tougher. It's kind of a rally cry staple drill for us. And then you, uh, it w- I know it was a shot blocking drill uh, with the tennis balls. What are the, I assume that that's just to make them automatically not worry about uh, doing, make, actually making them do it instinctually because they don't have to worry about getting hurt with tennis balls. For sure. I think if anyone saw us play last year, we blocked a lot of shots. It was a staple of our game um, this year. Hopefully we have that same mentality with maybe less shot chances, so we don't have to block as much. But um, we're going to have to block shots. It's a winning mentality. Um, so that drill was kind of a – we call it a fun finisher. Every Monday we do a competitive practice, and that's our fun finisher for the day of nature of just blocking shots. And if you miss the block, you skate down and back, and um, it just – creates that buy-in to blocking shots, which has become a staple and a mantra of our game. Well, um, okay, so, uh, and you guys, like I said, uh, I was here for a bunch of different games last year, and it was weird because the two games against Linden when you guys played on a Friday night, it was wide open, up and down, and then the next night, or the Saturday afternoon, it was very much a... Uh, almost like an old school New Jersey Devils. Uh, yeah. I assume just based on watching you guys the last couple of years, you'd rather play that Saturday afternoon clog up style of game, at least at this point, right? Uh, we're, we're open to anything. Obviously, watching Lindenwood last year, they were very good in terms of uh, transition and the ability to get kind of up and down the ice. If, if you watch them, they're running gun, they're bringing their D up. And we were comfortable, kind of prepared in that you know nature of the game. Um, night two, like you said, kind of a little more structured, if you will. Uh, but we're good in any situation. I mean, our schedule does a great job of preparing us, seeing NCHC teams, Big Ten teams, Hockey East teams, to just be ready for any style or any type of team, ECAC for that matter. So uh, we're getting more comfortable in different situations. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're learning uh, different ways to hopefully try and win here. Okay. So that being said, um, I want to jump back a step because, as everybody knows, I have uh, pom-poms that I shake for all my teams in the coverage area. Yeah, uh, when I walked into this building, uh, Brett, I'll be honest, I didn't know what to expect. Paul's told me a little bit about it, but I was excited to see it. I see the construction you're doing in the locker room and the different things you're doing, and uh, I'm impressed. Uh, for You guys, Paul and I have talked about this for a long time. You started in the middle of a pandemic, and you pushed through it, and now you're on the other side, I think and pushing even harder. So uh, how good can this team be in your estimation after just a training camp so far? That's a, that's a loaded question. And we want to be, we want to be good in every area. And that's like you said, uh, coming into the rink and seeing a better product than the year before. So we're in the midst of construction here, which is super exciting. We want to show better to recruits. We want to look better on the ice. We want, 
our apparel to be better, our GPA, you know, we're striving to be better in every area. That's how this program we're built. So it, like I've said to you guys a few times in our talks, it takes a village. That's our administration, our president, you know, our athletic director, Ryan Kelly, our support staff here, our assistant coaches, everyone has to fight every day to build a program. And that's one of our kind of sells to our recruits is, you know, you have to build and it takes a special kind of person to bring things here versus upkeep things. Um, so to answer that question, uh, we don't know yet. That's kind of the fun part. The excitement has been in the unknown here every year. We go in um, somewhat blind. I, get, I guess we get a little more vision each year into the future and where we can be, but um, we think we can be pretty competitive. We return a core of very impactful players um, from the goaltending position to D to forwards. We have a tremendous sophomore class um, that I could hit on a little bit. Um, and then there's, you know, freshmen that came in as well as returners and transfers that can also carry the, the mail. So the excitement's in the unknown. Uh, we get tested early. Uh, if you've checked, you'll see that I think Penn State may be 16th. You know, not that the polls mean too much at this point in the year, but, uh, you know, acknowledgement nonetheless. And then Boston College at six and a Holy Cross team, the second game of the year that was in the Atlantic Hockey Finals. So um, we will find out quickly, but also we play competitive games early so that we can be better as the season goes. So um, I can tell you things optically look a little bit better around here. They feel a little bit better. The culture is a little bit stronger, but um, it's a long year and we're kind of in that honeymoon period right now. So, Well, the, the players definitely looked faster on the ice, Scott, as I was watching the practice. Um, the, the, the roster, as you say, as I, as, I, as I try to formulate questions, um, we, the goaltending has been solid here from day one uh, between Garrett Metcalf and Dan Rapora and uh, sorry, I hate to forget people's names. Um, uh, Perone, Brandon Perone. Um, you've had very solid goaltending here. Um, uh, obviously old school, as you say, you, you got to look for goaltending first, right? Yeah, we've, we've been fortunate to have some really good goaltenders. You know, Garrett uh, Metcalf is now uh in the Colorado Avalanche organization, you know, an American Hockey League contract. So that's pretty exciting for us. Vinny will start in um, in Binghamton at their camp with the Devils and, you know, uh, slated to be in Adirondack, you know, who knows, uh, maybe at the American League level as well. And then we've got three different goaltenders this year. We returned Brandon Perron, uh, who I believe finished with a 7-3 and record last year and found his way in the net quite a bit last year. Uh, Rico DiMatteo, who comes in from Northern Michigan and was – uh, the WCHA freshman goalie of the year back in the WCHA days. And then um, we brought in Noah Ruprecht, a freshman uh, at a Minot um, who started in the USHL, who's done really well out of our camp. So the door is in this case, I guess the net's wide open. Uh, we've had a, a few inter-squad scrimmages last week's was zero zero until uh, Preston Brodziak scored a three on three OT winner. So um, kind of an interesting, normally the inter-squads could be a little bit more higher scoring, uh, I said to our group after when your goalie is your best player in the inner squad, that's or goalies for that matter. That's a good problem to have. So um, we'll take it. Okay. So, so that being said, um, we missed one player that I saw leave your program last year from Arizona state and went out to the uh, San Jose sharks. Um, <laughs> uh, who am I thinking about? Cause Vincent. Yeah. Yeah. So Anthony Vincent was, I mean, I, he was a rock star for us. I believe he finished in the top 30 in scoring, the top probably 15 in penalty minutes. Uh, he was everything to us, you know, as well as Adam Goodser and a few other guys that really drove it. Um, Anthony right now is a 
San Jose Sharks. Uh, he played in their rookie faceoff. So to kind of wear the NHL emblem um, is super exciting. Go from an LAU shark to a San Jose shark. But um, we kind of, the guys like, you know, Adam and Anthony in that class and Papura, um, they, their lineage lives on in our locker room, which is kind of cool that we don't have too many alums at this point. We've got three classes that have gone through, but now we've got some examples that we can point to and say, this is how they did it, you know? And, um, for a cool story with Vincent is his hockey was essentially done. He didn't have options out of the portal. He had no pro opportunities. This was kind of a last chance you type story. And he came here and he just made it happen. Big, you know, big game winning goals, game winning assists. You know, you look at the Ohio state game, you know, the Fairbanks win and there's Vincent, 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 good sir. So, uh, as we build this space out that we're in right now, you'll see pictures of those guys and reminders. And now, you know, pictures of those guys in pro hockey, which 900 days ago was non-existent, right? So it's cool to see that, um, story and build play out here. Coach, talk about your defense a little bit. Uh, it's very young but not inexperienced. You got a lot of sophomores there. You got a couple of older players um, on a team that is obviously been defense first because that's a little bit easier to to bring in. Um, How excited are you to have that experience for a change back there all through the, the core? Yeah, each each year is different, right? Um, I think we've got we've nine defensemen on our roster and we've got nine different types of defensemen. Um, And so we return uh, a good bulk. Cade Mason, I believe, is one of the top five defense production returners in the country. Uh, He was at over 26, 27 points last year as a freshman. And I mean, big time points when he went on our power play, things started to really shift for us. So Mason's back. Uh, John Gormley, who will be a junior, uh, he's a local kid, which is super exciting for us. Jordan DeSico, who's a four-year guy, he was actually our first recruit, um, is back with us. And then um, Valtteri Peronin, a Finnish player who was averaging about 25 minutes a night, a uh, big left-handed D who can really skate, kind of make up a good core. And then you've got guys uh, that bring a lot of toughness, like Zan Gurney and A.J. Kasperson and uh, Garrett Valk, a big right-handed defenseman. Uh, Ate Lekoinen, a, f- a freshman from Finland. Um, so you, you've got, and Peter Mazika, a big defender from Cornell. So a bunch of different guys that can do different things. Um, they're still learning. We've got a lot of work to do, but they're super coachable. We've got some size. We've got some toughness. We've got some offense. So now it's just about teaching, coaching, and them going out and performing and doing it. So exciting nonetheless. Brett, let me ask you this because, uh, you know, a couple of years ago I was – on the word relevancy, staying relevant through the COVID virus and all of that. Uh, the, the word that I'm using now or the phrase that I'm using is building a roster because I looked at Team USA and I told Paul this summer, I said, Team USA looked like they had too many superstars and maybe not enough of the third and fourth line grinders to win a championship. And I've been asking all the coaches that we talked to their style, would you rather have a group of top six forwards, top 40 men, on your team and then try to mold it? Or do you prefer to have a group of players that you can put into certain scenarios and they buy in? They buy into being a checker, to being a grinder, to the fourth line minutes, to penalty kill, all those good things. What what do you prefer? Uh, That's a good question. Obviously, you want really good players. Every coach wants best players available, but you also want the best character available and the best people. And so we've got a ton of guys in our room with leadership experience. Um, when I was at Wilkes coaching division three, I think we had the top freshman line in the country and we would try and beat teams eight to five, seven, six. And that was fun. And now here 
will try and win, you know, several different ways as well. But you can't have a winning product if you don't have winning people. So that's what we talk about. And I, I think the guys are meeting on that right now in terms of culture and buy-in and commitment. And that's really got to be player driven. I think we always use the old phrase, like good teams are run by the coaches. Uh, you know, great teams are run by the players. So we're trying to bring in elite young men that can help cultivate this culture and move this thing. And um, buy-in is end-all be-all for us. It's not just something we talk about. It's something we live through the shot blocking drills out there, through the no-stick defensive zone coverage, through our meetings. So it's not it's not a finished product. It never will be, but we're striving to get a little bit better every day here. Okay, so kind of staying on that topic, um, the schedule is important. Um, and I looked this year and I said, uh, I think this might be the best year competitive-wise in NCAA hockey that I've seen in 50 years of, of watching college hockey because I think teams are pretty well balanced across the board. So my question to you is, if, if everything is that competitive and you're looking at doing this and doing that, how do you measure success other than winning a national championship? Because you're still building here at Long Island. Yeah, it's, it's getting, I guess, a little bit easier to have more tangible goals now that we have more data. But our, our goal is to be better than we were last year. And it's a little bit corny. It's a little bit cliche. But if we can be better in terms of more wins, more attendance, uh, you know, more guys in the top half of scoring, better power play. If we can get better in every sector, this program is going to keep growing. And so at the end of each season, we take a deep dive with the numbers, the players, the data, the trends, coaching patterns, and figure out how do we shift this thing up a little bit. And, you know, to your point, Scott, college hockey is a unique sport where every team is very good. You saw it last year with Lindenwood coming in in year one and giving some Big Ten and NCHC teams a run for their money You and, you know, beating some – big time programs. You saw it with Anchorage and coming in our building and doing what they did. And you'll see it with Stonehill this year too. I think they will be far more competitive than people think. It's just the nature of college hockey is everyone's good. Uh, for us as a program, we have to figure out what, what is our competitive advantage. And for us, it's culture, it's buy-in, it's living it, it's playing the right way. And then hopefully we have a little bit better of players and people coming in the door each year. Well, are you guys at a point, and, and we, we, we speak to uh, Rick Zombo often, about uh, his schedule. Are you guys uh, now at a point where you're getting, not necessarily this year, but in the next few years, more home games? Yeah, we, we've kind of had a weird pattern where it's been like an every other year thing. Right. Um, just the nature of when you build it and you know contracts and whatever, and you right. know Rob and Peter to pay Paul type stuff. Right. But um, we're now at a point where next year we'll have 20 plus home games, kind of like last year. Um, so it's a fluctuating year. This year we'll be on a flight five or six times. It is what it is. It's making these kids better hockey players. It's making them better pros. It's making us better coaches, learning how to travel and be adaptable. And so it's a great sell that we could play a game in, you know, Fairbanks or Tempe or in this year, St. Louis. And our mantra is we love to play anyone, anywhere. You know, we've played club hockey teams, D2, um, the best team in the country at Quinnipiac. It, it doesn't matter to us. We just, we love to play. We recruit hockey passionate young men. We've got a hockey passionate staff. So, um, we are getting more home games. I think what's cool about this year is we've got some pretty good teams in the building like Penn State, uh, Colgate, who was at a tournament, UVM. Uh, our games, some of our games will be on SMY this year. So that's a big I was going to get to that, but yeah. That's a big step for us. You know, we've got a couple hundred tickets sold for the opener already. We anticipate a sellout. So these are wins for us as a program, wins for us from a recruiting sense. 
we, you know, when we get kids on campus, now we've got a building locker room to show them, a, you know, a meeting, a meeting room, a media room, a dry stall room that's going in, uh, you know, nationally or regionally televised games, playing the best team. So it's all a part of our build. We're not perfect. We're not close, but we're getting better and better every day here. How'd that game with Penn State happen? I, I guess. <laughs> or is that just the athletic director? He said, oh, by the way, you're playing. No, you school. know what? Um, Guy Godowski has been really good to us. They, they had us out two years ago, and I think there's some really terrific people in college hockey that don't forget, you know, maybe they were in our shoes when he was starting, obviously a little bit different situation there, but or maybe being at Fairbanks, and there's some true gentlemen in this game that give back, and uh, they needed a game, we needed a game, and uh, we told them kind of we were at 20-plus road games, and they stepped up, so we're appreciative, and, you know, I think – gestures like that go a long way in the college hockey world so let me follow that up if, if i can brett by um hockey coaches hockey players the greatest athletes in the world uh, on and off the ice in my opinion um when i talk to coaches they, they make a point of that i talked to david carl last week and he said um yeah he said we have a responsibility to help bring new teams along and to play um acha teams or to do whatever we need to do. So as a coach right now, I think I can tell just by what you're talking about that what's happening is uh, you guys are being accepted as a member of NCAA hockey, and pretty soon you're going to be a feared team in NCAA hockey. Fair enough? Yeah, most mostly fair. I mean, I, I really respect that uh, David has done that and, you know, putting his money where his mouth is and other guys have done it. We, you know, try and pay it forward too in terms of you'll see us play St. A's or Assumption, kind of D2 teams that are on the cusp that may want to make the jump. So um, a lot of guys really do step up and try and bring teams along, um, some more than others, but we'll stick to the positive ones for now. And, you know, on that, you know, notion, we want to be a little more respected each time that we leave the rink. Um, you know, year one, teams may have not taken us as seriously as they could or should, or maybe I'm wrong in that statement, but I, hopefully you'll see a shift. We don't control the other team's mindset. We control how we operate on the ice, how we play. Are we tough? Are we disciplined? Do we play the right way? And, you know, we're making great strides there. Again, we're not close to perfect. We're, you know, in the bottom half of college hockey fighting to get to the top half. And that's an everyday battle that these guys are, are you know, super proud to fight. Let me ask you this. And I know, do you have to go with you guys? Because <laughs> you got yeah, something. Good. Okay. So you got something going on tonight. And I want you to tell our listeners, if you can, what you guys are doing here um, on a Monday night. For sure. So we're doing actually two things right now. Um, and you'll see the second when you step out. But um we each Monday we meet on culture and it's some something that is coach run and then it's then player run and player driven in terms of talking about what accountability means to them, what honor means, what competitive excellence means, whatever culture means to them. And then how we, we lived it. How have we seen it? Is it a video clip? Is it a presentation? Is it a story? Is it a life experience? Is it a closed door players meeting? So we try and bring our culture to life through that. And then I think at uh, you know five fifteen here, there's a youth team on the ice, and you'll see our players on the ice. It's super important that our guys are giving back and on the ice in the community. Last year, we won the Shark Service Award, so that's the you know of our about thirty Division One teams. That's the team that gives the most um, division, uh, community service, and we were the top uh, team in that category. So it's important to us not just to give back 
but to, you know, um, grow the brand, our brand on Long Island, build our fan base, and hopefully serve as a role model for a young boy or girl that wants to be a college hockey player here on the island. Well, Coach, uh, as you talk about building a brand, now, I don't know anything about this. I, I do know we were talking about that up, but you guys have your game plus uh, games. And then I see something on your website that goes, international, what the heck is that? Yeah, our, our sports information has done a phenomenal job of kind of making our games accessible. Adam Rubin and Jonathan Singh, kind of our sports info team, has gone above and beyond to put this thing, you know, on the map and little things like that. So, you know, our Canadian parents or we've got, you know, international players from Finland or uh, wherever can, can watch. So um, it's great that we're on ESPN+. Plus. We've got great, you know, data and analytics of kind of viewing and uh, how well watched we were last year. And I think SNY is another step in the right direction as we look to grow our brand. And we're aware that that's not just on the ice community classroom, but that's also through social media and the job that our sports information team has done. Okay. So let, let me follow up if I can on that one, because that's a can of worms. And I want to ask you this, uh, Brett, because I see a lot of teams that are talking about wanting to make the jump to, to NCAA, but uh, maybe they get, almost there and they fall apart or maybe it's funding or you know, there's a million different reasons but if you can tell our audience how did you do it how did you guys make this what it is in such a short period of time um i say when building a program all the time the notion it takes a village and that starts at the top our, our president um, Dr. Klein, she put a great deal into building a hockey program and, and, you know, building the school as a whole and our athletics administration. So Bill Martinov, our former AD and now Ryan Kelly, our current AD, as well as myself and our staff, um, of building. And I, we tell our guys all the time, it takes a special kind of person that wants to build something. So, um, it was the commitment to the school to give resources. And then the onus became on us to do it the right way. Show that we have really, really good young men, be appreciative, live the right way on campus, get good grades, be in the community, and then put a good hockey team on the map. And I think some key moments last year, whether it be those, you know, Northeastern overtime games or the Ohio state win or tight hockey games, the tie against Quinnipiac, um, kind of opened eyes to people that, Hey, this thing can be done. Um, and like I said a few times here, we're not perfect, um, but our goal is to look around and get better every single day. Um, this is by no means a finished product, nor will it ever be with our mindset. But if you have a bunch of people that work and believe and put your head down um, and kind of steamroll and bulldoze at times, things can get done. So uh, it takes a village, our administration, our president, our athletic administration, our athletic director, they've been phenomenal here. Um, and we just got to keep pushing. Let me tell you that it, it takes more than that, though. It takes passion. And I see the guys like yourself that have passion. I know you're humble about this and you won't admit it, but uh, you you told us uh, a while back that when you guys first started, you were, you were running to the post office to send out jerseys and doing all these different things. That's a passion. That's a love for the game. And I, I try to do that with what we do. I mean, I, I'm 7,900 miles and two months on the road. Um because I want to see this grow and I'm so proud of your program and the other programs. And I look at other teams and they come to me and they go like, Hey, you know, you were at long Island or you, you talked with Brett Riley. How, how do they do this? How, how did they convince their, their athletic department to take on hockey? Uh, I was just at Tennessee state, Brett, and they're, they're trying to, to get a hockey program going and they're going like, how do we do this? They're looking for a hockey ops guy. They're doing this and doing that. And uh, so first of all, let me pat you on the back and say, that's unbelievable what you guys have done. But second of all, I think you did, 
did kind of share it, but um, what would you tell, uh, let's use Tennessee State, what would you tell them to make the first step to make this kind of thing happen? Well, I appreciate the kind words, and I think um, you hit the nail on the head with passion. You need passionate people or else you can't build anything to what it could be. Um, so passion, 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 you need passionate administrators. You need a passionate coach and coaches. I think our entire staff is super passionate. Uh, if we're going to recruit the most passionate players, then we need to live as leaders like that. Um, but there's a million different ways to do it. And the way we built the program at Wilkes is different than the way we were building the program at LIU than the way Arizona state or Penn state did it is have a strategy, execute to the best of your abilities and get really good people because your brand can't build without the right people. We say it all the time that people make the place. We could play in an outdoor rink um, in the middle of Long Island. It wouldn't matter if you have the right people that get to do this versus have to do this. So uh, people, appreciation, strategy, and then just revisiting it. We're super tactical with our numbers, our data, our analytics, our fundraising, our community service. This isn't just something we're winging. Um, we're putting a lot of time and thought into it. In a lot of ways, we're like a startup business or um, a semi-pro hockey team where we're looking at different ways to build this thing. And it's a credit to our staff here um, that they're bulldozers, they're grinders. Um, they've all done a phenomenal job of kind of helping elevate the standard here. Coach, as, as, as we sit here and you, you talk about games like uh, the win over Ohio State and the tie against Quinnipiac last year, by the way, after being down 2 nothing, not too many teams came back uh, against Quinnipiac after being behind two goals. Uh, I only lost like three or four games the whole year. Um, you guys, again, right into the fire. Penn State, Boston College and a trip out to uh, Colorado Springs to face uh, Colorado College. Uh, that is not an easy start to your schedule. No, it, it, it'll make us better, though. If you look at our schedule last year, we saw Northeastern with a loaded roster, and then we were at Quinnipiac um, the year prior, Penn State, Notre Dame. So we schedule these games knowing that there's going to be a learning curve. Um, but if you want to go swimming, you got to start by jumping, right? And so yeah. let's get in the water, let there, the ice for this matter. Let's do it. And we're going to get better. There's a certain level of patience. We've got a lot, lot of new players. Um, we're, it sounds corny and cheesy, but we're coaching to get better. And if we stay with it, we'll have some key moments, you know, just like that Ohio State win or our Quinnipiac tie last year was a result of a great training camp. And so these teams are making us better. We're learning from it. Hopefully we're making them better. That's really the ultimate compliment when an opposing coach will say, hey, playing you guys made us tougher or it made us more methodical or uh, we learned a lot from you. So um we're excited about the opening uh, schedule. I think Penn State is a very well structured coach team that is, you know, um, very uh, methodical in how they play. And then Boston College, I think um, they've got a 15 plus draft. I don't even know. I don't. Yeah, kid, nobody can. Yeah, track. so don't worry about. But it. you know what? That's that's hockey. It's played uh, when the puck is dropped, and our guys have to find a way to be as good as their guys and will be better for playing that hockey game. And hopefully they'll say the same thing too. So we're excited. Um, we're going to see a lot of different teams this year. It makes these guys better. It makes guys like Anthony Vincent and Adam Goodser better pros when they get to that level. And it's, you know, it, you could perceive it as a negative of not being in a league. I see it as a positive that we get to play one of the best schedules in college hockey. I think last year we played 16 games in the top 20. That's that's insane, but it made me a better coach. It made this hockey team stronger, and hopefully it made Long Island realize that there's a program kind of in their backyard that's building and getting better uh, as we go here. 
Well, uh, I mean, we can get to that the, the conference thing in a second because we always have to ask. Uh, we always ask Greg Powers every time we had him on about that, and, and you know, because we have to ask. But uh, um, besides wins and losses, which is the obvious metric, uh, is there something specifically that you guys look at? Say, okay, we didn't win this game, but this is how we know there's the improvement yeah we've got a board kind of in the room there that it's exciting all these new signages going up and things like that that is more tangible now that we've kind of worked on this construction project here where the guys can see it and feel it and touch it and feel history and see progress and we measure success through a lot of stats and data but there's also just you know the heart piece the culture piece you know we lost a heartbreaker last year at wisconsin in overtime and tony granado said to us a great hockey mind hey i've never seen a team block as many shots as you guys or you know opposing hockey's coach telling me you know hey it made us a lot better playing you guys so there's the stats and the data which is important there's also the human element of just our see and our feel and even you know we lost some tough ones last year to see how our team stuck together and just see the grit and determination so um, we hope to be better than last year. We're not entitled to anything just because we're a year older. And that's the exciting part for all 63 teams in college hockey right now, the unknown and what could play out in the coming weeks and months here. Paul, I don't know if you heard that, but Brett knows there's 63 teams. Right, so could you write, write that down, down and just kind of forget it? Anyway, I'm old. <laughs> anyway, um, Brett, I know that uh, that you got things to do, but uh, cut just a couple more for me, and then uh, we'll let you go. But um, when we look at uh, Long Island University, and I already talked about the building and and the logo and how much I love that, and the way you're playing a competitive schedule and the growth of the program, uh, have you run into things that that maybe were challenges to you that you said, "Whoa, I didn't expect this challenge." Yeah, we we could write a book about the amount of challenges, starting with with COVID and, you know, um, scheduling and, but that's what we signed up for. Um, there's two types of people, those that find problems and those that create solutions. We tell our guys when we challenge them all the time, challenges are opportunities for growth. And without challenge, there really isn't a build. So, um, the challenges excite us. It, like I said, it takes a special kind of person to it, take those challenges and want to build. And, when we accept those challenges and make things better, you know, I think we've seen growth in attendance in, you know, fan support and, and administration. And so, you know, the support they've given us. So uh, we're taking challenges on headstrong. Every program has challenges um, of their own different kinds, some probably more than others, but um, we don't sit here and complain about the league or a facility not on campus. We just try and make this program better. We recruit elite people and we find ways to make this space as nice as it can be. And in turn, things will get better. And at the end of the day, our guys get to play Division One college hockey in an unbelievable area for a great school. And I get to coach college hockey, you know, in a great area with a great group of guys. So it's it's not too bad when the day is done here. Okay, so uh, how are you at the point now where uh, the programs, the youth programs on Long Island is no longer like who? Uh, where they they all know now yeah it's uh we're we're striving to get better we've got a map with every youth team and we try and be at every rink some either in new york city for that matter as well we're big with hockey in harlem and uh done some stuff you know at brooklyn at the aviator but um no i think it's still a learning curve but 
we'll see more and more that Penn State night I have a feeling when we walk out to the bench you know you'll kind of say wow it's happening just like when we saw those Buckeye helmets here last year on in our rink on our island and it becomes a little more real so um, it's funny we we did a inner squad and we try and go to different rinks to get the guys to learn to travel and to see Long Island and we were out at Long Beach kind of a cool visual to go over there and the guys to see Long Beach and uh you know, I was walking out after our scrimmage and someone said, hey, those guys have a team. And another guy said, yeah, they, you know, had some pretty big wins in some big schools. So uh, you'll see the poster when you walk out, the posters and the signage, you know, more at more and more places. Um, it's still a learning curve and we've got a ways to go, but we'll see our attendance grow for sure this year. And that's part of winning and building for us, too. So um, to answer your question, no, not there yet, but it's getting better every single day. OK, final one for me is uh when I watched you grow step by step by step, and uh, you look back at it right now, it's just been a few years, but when you look back already, can you say, hey, this is what I was envisioning in year four or wherever we're at right now? Um, or are there things where you're going like, yeah, man, we haven't really, you know, there were some things I thought we'd be at by now, but we're not at. Um, you've had your recruiting classes. You've had chances to play different places, but anything that sticks out, Brett? Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of growth. I think when we first started, it was during the pandemic. So it was a time when you were just wondering what tomorrow brought. Um, but here we are. And I mean, we've got guys at NHL rookie camps. We've got an elite schedule this year, games on TV, um, great guys in the locker room, players from Finland and Canada and um, you know, returning players with high expectations. So I didn't know where we'd be. The excitement again was in kind of that unknown, but we're in a good point, but we're not complacent in this room. And if we think we're in a good point, that's where we'll get into trouble because we're just pushing to get better. And those guys in that room are very hungry. So uh, to build in all areas. All right. The, the last one for me, I guess, until something sparks another question. Um, uh, on our podcast, I, I'm very critical of a certain group for their moratorium on single sport conferences. Um, do you guys, and I don't mean necessarily you specifically, but the athletic department and some of the others that are independent schools have these conversations on a regular basis about what do we got to do to, 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 I don't know, change the NCAA's mind or, or at least be ready when it does end. Yeah, we're, we're trying our hardest. Again, um, we don't complain around here. We don't talk about what we don't control. A league is obviously would give us kind of a solid foundation. Well, we can't do that. Our obligation is just to play the best schedule in college hockey um, and give our guys the best opportunities. But our administration, myself, our staff are making you know great attempts. And I think, again, not to go back to having Penn State here or Colgate or Vermont, but when teams come here and hopefully face off against you know, a legitimate opponent in us and see the growth, our fan base, the media market, um, you know, the demographics and, you know, what all our school has done that hopefully that will start to turn heads a little bit. And we're not entitled to a league or an opportunity, no, no, no. but in time, as we get better, hopefully those opportunities will arise. It just, just becomes hard as, you know, as an ASU alum, I've watched them for seven years, uh, go up and down with not being in a league and, and, you know, eventually it catches up. And my complaint is obviously not about you guys. It's just, like I said, it's the, it just seems to me, and like I said, I'm not putting anybody on the spot. Just this is my rant, and they need to figure this out. Somebody needs to figure this out because we need to make sure that not only do you guys thrive, but all the other independents thrive. And 
and we get more schools to add hockey to their athletic department. For sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. I think I am appreciative of gestures like Guy Godowski bringing his Penn State team here, Eric Lang, CJ Maritola from AIC and Sacred Heart coming to play us. That's a step in the right direction, and it's our obligation to put together a good product, like I said, and hopefully get someone to say, hey, how about these guys um, on the island? How about you know the program they're building? And for us to get that shot and opportunity, it is tough to motivate guys at the end of the year without, you know, necessarily league or playoffs, but that's a nature of what we're in right now. And so we've got standings, we do different segments, we motivate to the best of our ability. And hopefully this program grows at some point where we're looking for something bigger. Until then, we'll schedule the best we can, we'll play to the best of our ability and hope that one great domino falls and away we go. All right, one last one. Hold on, Scott. This coach already has the microphone. Um, you coached for him. You worked for him. Uh, you guys have Colgate coming in this year. How weird is it going to be to see them on the other bench and not see uh, Coach Vaughn on that bench? Yeah, it's it's definitely going to be um, strange in a lot of different ways. Obviously, to not see Coach Vaughn coaching after all these years, to see um, a bunch of young men that I was able to coach or recruit on the opposing bench. Um, they've done a great job over there. They've got phenomenal players. Uh, Mike Harder's a great person and, and will do a great job there as well. Um, so it'll be exciting to play them. Um, I have a special place for, you know, a few of the guys on the roster, guys like Ryan McGuire, who was able to, you know, help in the recruiting process or Ross Mitten, who's a Long Island native and trains out of the gym upstairs. So it'll be fun. That's the beauty of the schedule that we get to see everyone and kind of play everyone. And, right. um, you know, I think it was a, a great way for him to go out last year, winning the ECAC championship and, you know, leaving a champion um, was super cool. And I'm forever grateful of that year I spent there that afforded me this opportunity and learning under a guy like Don Vaughn. Coach, definitely appreciate your time, and thanks for letting us invade your space. Uh, it's beautiful. I hope I get a few pictures before I leave and, and can put them out there to uh, to tell people about Long Island and my experience here. Paul lives here, so, I mean, it's his life. But, um, Coach, don't, don't look too close when I sneak into the back room because I really need a shark shirt. <laughs> <You'll take> <laughs> anyway. <it. laughs> anyway, we appreciate Brett Riley spending some time with us. Paul and I are going to be back in just a couple minutes to wrap up another episode of College Hockey Coast to Coast. And, folks, it really is. Temecula slash San Diego, California to Long Island, New York. You can't get much more coast to coast than that. Well, if we were if we were really doing coast to coast, I think you know where I'm going with this. Is you might be up in uh, Fairbanks or Anchorage next time, but we can we can leave uh, some things off the menu for right now. And I'm super grateful of you guys coming by practice. I think the next time you're in this facility, you'll see even bigger gains and growth. And I appreciate all you guys do for the game of college hockey. Thanks, coach. Thanks, Brad. We appreciate your time as always. All right, Paul and I will be back in just a couple minutes to wrap up another episode of College Hockey Coast to Coast. When you talk about the best of Las Vegas, you're talking about the best of the best. So when you're at Jesse Ray's Barbecue and you're a three-time winner of the Best of Las Vegas Award, it speaks for itself. At 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, come and savor our People's Choice Award-winning barbecue ribs. Or maybe just come in, pick up a bottle of our best in Las Vegas barbecue sauce to take home. Open seven days a week. You can order online at jessieraysbarbecue.com. And for an occasion that will be remembered for a long time, call us 
for all of your catering projects at Jesse Ray's Barbecue today. From the nation's best college hockey conference, access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Banks it towards the goal. He scores. Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. He scores. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness gracious, man. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack has three locations. At 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe, the ASU location at 922 East Apache Road, and 952 West White Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for the next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. This is ITHSW Podcast's College Hockey Coast to Coast from the Summer Skate Studios on the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans, to College Hockey Coast to Coast, live from the uh, Northwell Health uh, Hockey Center <laughs> in East Meadow, New York. I, I'm working on it, Paul. Paul. Paul's giving me this little uh, this little scowl. Um, good thing I never get to see this until oh like God. once I, every have, five years. Because you have no idea. Uh, you want the me to start? Of faces I make you. Let, let me start with this. Um, you know my Colorado college, but how about if I go Long Island University Sharks? No, no? that no. doesn't doesn't fit. No. I like it. I like it. You like anything? We'll else. let we'll let the listeners decide. Oh, anyway, <laughs> Scott Strandy with you tonight live in uh, on Long Island, New York, with Paul Hornstein across the table from me in the beautiful offices of Long Island University, the home of the Sharks. And by the way, the coaches came in and brought us a little swag. So shout out to uh, Brett Riley for doing that for us. I appreciate uh, that, you, Coach. You know what I always say? Uh, you give, we rep. So now it's up to Paul Hornstein to do a little repping. Because oh, you know I will. Work. I'll have to wear to work. You know I will. Anyway. Kids will see it. Look at it like, what? But who cares? <laughs> All right. Um, you know what I like to do after we have a conversation? I always like to get the chatter because uh, I hear something, you hear something. 
what did you hear today from Coach Riley uh, on this program, which is uh, accelerating quickly in the right direction? Well, I'll use his word. It's the passion. Um, it's, you know, we're going into this head head first. We're, we're, we're going to grind it out. Um, you know, basically, you know, they're running the program like they're hockey players. And, you know, we all know what the mentality of hockey players are. And we know how um, it's a team first mentality. And, you know, first of all, the teams take on the personality of their coaches. And you can see it when you watch games, when you watch the practice. And, and you know, that's what you're going to ask for as a coach, right, is, hey, guys, we're going to do things the right way and the results will take care of themselves. It may not, you may not see it right away. Um, you know, very few, uh, we, you know, we use the term here all the time, expansion teams, um, you know, win right away. It takes a while. You got to build the first floor before you can, st- you can't start with the penthouse. You got to start at the bottom, the, the, the first floor and build a foundation. And, you know, that's the great thing about uh, where we are right now in college hockey we got about four or five programs that we are seeing at different levels and kind of get to go side by side with them, um, you know, and they all are in different situations. Well, I totally agree with you. The passion is where it starts and where it finishes and everything in between. And when I visit uh, colleges that are looking to grow, looking to um, start an NCAA program, you know, I was just at Tennessee State, as I mentioned earlier, um, you, you go and you look at Drury University making their step up from M2 to, to M1 at the ACHA level. Uh, you and I have talked about uh, the University of Arizona and Maryville Ooh. and UNLV, all of those Ooh. places. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, all of those places that no. uh, are are really competitive at, at the level they're at and what it would take to push them uh, to the next level. And, man, if you want a roadmap, it's right here. Just come to Long Island and look at the roadmap because if you can do it through a pandemic and accelerate the way you are and be competitive and win hockey games and get better every year, as Coach said, um, that's what it's about. That's how you grow the game of hockey. Well, and again, you know, we've seen all different kinds of situations. You know, uh, we, we talk about it all the time, right? Not everybody's Penn State and having somebody donate $100 million dollars to not only create two teams, but put a building up as well. You know, that that is not the norm, okay? Uh, even at Augustana, while they are building a building, they didn't quite, you know, they're, they're, it's only men's hockey, and I don't think they're putting up a women's team yet, right? Um, you know, they're, they're, it's a different situation. They did get some money for their building, but it's a smaller school that has a different set of resources, kind of like our friends over there at St. Thomas, um, and, and, you know, you get to watch and see how everybody takes it differently as they build their programs. And, uh, the, the geek in me and the nerd in me loves to see those kinds of, of, of how they're doing it. Wait a minute. There's a geek and a nerd in you. <laughs> I'm more geek and nerd than you think. <laughs> okay. So let's, let's leave it at that. I don't think we want any more details. Uh, but anyway, um, you know, I just came from, from a weekend in, uh, Lynchburg, Virginia, right. uh, watching two of the very best at the uh, ACHA M1 level. Right. And, uh, man, uh, Paul, I'm telling you, the more hockey that I watch, the closer it gets. I don't care if it's uh, ACHA M1, AAU down in Georgia, NCAA up here on Long Island or in Tempe, Arizona or in Fairbanks, Alaska or wherever it may be. 
they are getting closer and closer. And that's a tribute, I think, to the youth programs, the high school, the junior programs that are teaching the fundamentals the right way and preparing players to make the jump up here. So um, I, I mentioned to you off off air, uh, I said when, when Minot State travels to play Colorado College in Denver over the Christmas holiday, um, don't take them lightly because they might beat you. <laughs> you know, uh, they do have some players, uh, and, and I can't see Coach Mayotte or Coach Carl when they play Denver the next night or the night before. I can't see them, you know, taking their foot off the gas, but uh, sometimes it happens, right? The, no matter how many times you warn your players, hey, guys, you know, they put their skates on the same way. They put their stick in their hands the same way. If you don't respect them, that's when you're going to get nailed. Uh, ask some of those Russian players from Lake Placid what happened. Yeah, I knew you were going there. Why? The, only thing I didn't, the only thing I didn't get was tonight. Anyway, that'll tonight. be uh, – that that oh that was close that was close anyway um so it, when i look at at college hockey the way it is right now and, and coach riley reminded you there's 63 teams so don't ever question it don't ever question it. if you want to know just give him a call i'm sure he'll be glad to remind you how many teams there are playing college hockey at the ncaa division one level math is hard <laughs> Yeah, true. Hard. And, and you got a day off from from school today, so uh, who knows? He'll be back tomorrow, folks. Uh, well, the, of course, I was like, <laughs> yes, I'll just go there straight from work. Oh, wait a minute, I'm not working today, so I had to make the trip west anyway. Yeah, and you laughed at me the whole way as I was driving here, telling you how long it was I taking laughed at me. Myself. <laughs> well, because I tried to tell you it wasn't the fast ride that you thought it was. Uh, you know what, though? Um, I don't care. When you come to a program like this, I don't care how long it takes to get here. And uh, moving on from here to uh, Atlantic City for a couple of days and then on to uh, um, West Point, uh, West Point, and then going from West Point on to Adrian College at the uh, ACHA level and then down to Fort Wayne, Indiana uh, to watch uh, the Indiana, Indiana Tech Warriors and then move on from there to normal Illinois, which, by the way, a lot of people tell me I shouldn't go to normal Illinois because I'm definitely not uh, fit for that city. You but anyway, <laughs> anyway, you marry and Illinois State will be playing. And then uh, the following weekend, it is NCAA hockey full tilt. And, uh, you know, uh, I've got a schedule uh, that's ridiculous. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, All right. unless you got something more you got to throw in, take it away, my friend. No, we're good. From the Summer Skate Studios, this has been College Hockey Coast to Coast, brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, where our food can be summed up in one word, perfection. Buy Summer Skates, whether you use your own name and number or that of your favorite player, show off your game and style with personalized shower shoes and koozies. See summerskates.com for more information. Buy Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com. No one knows goalies needs better than we do. See the website for our Three Valley locations and more. Liberty University, strengthen your faith in your game at the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast at liberty.edu. The Caesars Sportsbook app, proud partner of the NHL. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian comfort food quickly with two locations in Tempe and one in Pine Top, lunch, dinner, or your next catered event at thespaghettishack.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos Worldwide. It's where the action is, from the Atlantic to the Pacific and around the world. And by FedEx, deliveries made easy no matter where you are, the official delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. 
College Hockey Coast to Coast and all of the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app or for download on your favorite podcast platform by searching and subscribing ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. That's ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. If you like what you hear, tell a friend or leave a positive review. College Hockey Coast to Coast from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, as usual, my friend. Our thanks to everybody here at Long Island University and the uh, Northwell uh, Health Ice Center Center, uh, for uh, having us out today, and uh, especially Coach Brett Riley for spending some time with us in a very busy time of year as uh, NCAA teams prepare for battle. I'll just put it that way because it is going to be a battle all year this year. So we appreciate the time. We appreciate the hospitality and the opportunity to be here. And, yes, I will be wearing swag when I uh, leave the building. Maybe I'll wear it tomorrow. How about that? There you go. Just Michael, just so you know, I got mine. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. We'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers. Hello, New Day. Good night, everybody.